From Astoria to the Rockaways, it's time for the Queen's New Yorker. And here is the man giving you all the info, your uber snazzy and jazzy host, Mr. Jason Gacaneo! Jason Kelly, ah, what a group, oh my goodness, thank you, <laughs> wow, <coughs> excuse me, what a full crowd filled with vim and vigor, and welcome once again to the Queens, New Yorker. It's Monday, February 26, 2024, and guess what, folks? This is episode number 259 on the calendar date for all of us right here. Yes, the 259th episode in our ninth season on Spotify. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. I, I think it sums it up very well. <laughs> Fantastic. And let me tell you also, too, I haven't been mentioning this on, on the Queens New Yorker because I don't know who really listens to all of this, but if you've been following along with me on DMS 3000 News uh, with the David 3000 Network, 4 o'clock Eastern Time on on the spot on StreamYard, actually, You've been uh, noticing that I have been uh, kind of giving off my uh, weight loss journey. That's right, folks. I'm on a weight loss journey. I'm back on Weight Watchers again. At this time, I am now four, I'm on week 14, which is this week. So I weighed myself for last week. 13 weeks, folks. I have some fantastic news. I dropped another three and a half pounds this week. And so now I am currently at 305 pounds. There we go. 29 pounds lost in 13 weeks. 29 pounds lost. I mean, I feel great. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. So, yep. Thank you. Uh, I figured I'd mention that because, let me say this, I figured I'd mention it because that way, you know, everybody on whichever show I'm, I'm doing at this, the current time will know and keep and be able to keep up to date with it because some people just tune into this show on Spotify, some of you watch it on YouTube on the back episodes, which is totally fine, but you don't know what's going on because those are all of our current, our early episodes, so you would have to follow the timeline in order to get there, so... You know, by listening to it on Spotify, you get the current most recent episodes and uploads that we ever give you. And like I said, the YouTube channel is strictly for, uh, we're trying to get that new platform back. And I even found another platform that I'll tell you about in just a little bit. We got to move on here. 
it has something to do with monetization, and I think you might be interested. And if you haven't heard of it before, I just posted it on uh, Facebook just about, oh, I would say about a half an hour ago. So let's see if anybody goes over there and starts po you know, posting some content and, and doing that, because that, this is something that we really need to look at. But I'll tell you about it a little later on in the program. Okay. Now, as you know, we're still in the um, television stations of New York City. We've gone through 2, 4, 5, 7, 9, 11, 13. And now we're on a channel. Like, this is like a ghost channel. This is like the un... This is the channel that basically... You didn't know about it until it was, like, picked up, you know? So it's one of those Class A low-power First Nations experience-affiliated television station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, licensed to New York, owned by the WNET Group, so Channel 13 owns it, formerly known as the Educational Broadcasting Corporation and later as WNET.org. It is sister to the city's two PBS member stations, Newark, New Jersey, licensed WNET, Channel 13, and Garden City, New, Jer New York, licensed WLIW, Channel 21, and a Class A station, WMBQCD, Channel 46. Now, under a channel sharing arrangement, this channel called WNDTCD and WMBQCD share transmitter facilities with NET at One World Trade Center. Now, despite WNET and NDTCD and WMBQCD legally holding low power Class A licenses, they transmit using WNET's full power spectrum, and this ensures complete reception across the New York City television market. In addition to FNX programming, WNDTCD airs some news and public affairs shows from NET and NJPBS. So let's look at WNDTCD channel. Uh, on the digital VHF is channel 12, but on the virtual channel, it's channel 14. So depending on what you have, you have the black box or the digital or even your cable lineup, it might be a different, a whole different channel altogether. Uh, the former channels were 73 and 17, but then they, they went through a whole course of different channel numbers. We'll start looking at all of that right now. Okay, 259th episode, we're ready to go. The station was signed on over UHF Channel 73 in 1973 by its original owner, WPIX Inc., as W7380P, or AP. It was one of multiple television broadcast translators in New York City that operated at the upper end of the UHF television band in order to provide reliable coverage to sections of New York City where reception was compromised by the construction of the World Trade Center. It relayed WPIX, which operates over VHF Channel 11. Now, originally, most of the New York City television stations operated their main transmitters from the Empire State Building. However, reliable reception was compromised for some viewers once the majority of the World Trade Center was constructed, thus necessitating the use of the UHF translators. In response, nearly all of the TV stations, including WPIX, relocated to the North Tower of the World Trade Center in 1975. Then in 1982, UHF channels 70 through 83 were decommissioned for use as television stations, and the frequencies were reassigned for the Advanced Mobile Phone System, or the AMPS, an, an analog mobile phone system standard developed by Bell Labs that was officially introduced in the Americas in 1983. TV stations operating on these channels were either displaced to in-core broadcast channels, sold, or deleted. 
Now, WPIX filed for displacement around this time, and the station's translator was reallocated to Channel 17 with a new alpha numeric call sign, W17AC, reflecting the station's new channel number. The station continued to operate as a relay for WPIX. More than a year after PIX became a Tribune broadcasting station outright in 1991, and expanded coverage in New York City, New Jersey, and Long Island over the air and through cable. It was unnecessary to keep Channel 17 as a backup translator. WPIX sold Channel 17 to Trime Tab Productions, Inc. in 1992, and the station went off the air shortly thereafter. Now, on November 9, 1992, the call sign was changed to W17BM, reflecting the station's transfer of ownership. Empire Broadcasting at that point became the operator through TrimeTab Productions. It was then programmed as an affiliate of The Box, airing music videos. 1995, the station branded as KTV, airing KBS Korean programming, along with The Box during the day and on weekends. Then on April 22, 1997, the call sign was changed to WEBRLP, which stands for Empire Broadcasting. Yeah, EBR, WEBR, and TribeTad Productions and Empire Broadcasting were later sold to K-Licensee, Inc., the owner of New York Radio Korea, who programmed the station as the affiliate of KBS with Korean programming. K-Licensee, Inc. later changed its corporate name to K-Media, Inc. Then in 1997, the box was removed, and it, re- and it ran Korean programming full-time. Over the years, it added news programming called KTV News, and one-hour radio public affairs each week, along with foreign news like YTN, which was added later that year. Also, Community A Calendar was added during weeknights after the local news programming ended, and during the day it aired almost of the KBS programming, along with a 30-minute children's program for that station in Korean. March 5, 2001, the call sign suffix was changed to WEBR-CA, reflecting the station's new Class A status. Korean programming and KBS were broadcast from 5 p.m. to 1 p.m., and while HSN Spanish ran from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. on weekdays and on weekends. September 11, 2001, the affiliate temporarily switched to CNN, which aired news coverage as a backup after the planes hit the main transmitter on the North Tower. In 2002, HSN Spanish was replaced with the Korean shopping channel KNH. The format stayed the same. Later that year, it ran from 1 a.m. to 7 a.m., and this lasted until mid-2005 when the programming was temporarily changed back to KBS, along with Korean programming. Now, GCN, Global Christian Network, programming began on September 1, 2005, and at that time, it aired three hours of repeated programming for six weeks. Some of the programming came out from out-of-market religious ministries, such as sermons by Korean pastor Jarak Lee, Quick Study, Day of Discovery, and some of the promo programming throughout most of the day for a couple of weeks. Now, children's programming was added on Saturdays from 7 to 10 a.m. and from 8 to 10 p.m. to fill most of the gaps. Also, testimony concerts aired each week on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Additional programming was added in multiple languages on October 10, 2005. And after the transition, some of the promos were dropped and more religious programming was added. Children's programming was extended to one hour each day and two hours during the morning and evenings on weekends. 
The following year, religious news programming was added from CBN, along with the Worship Network music videos. Later that year, movies were added each week. September 16, 2009, the call sign which changed to WEBR-CD. The religious format stayed mostly the same, except the station ID was classified as WEBR-17 New York, while WEBR-CD-17 was only used on 17.2, rebranding as KTV. As a condition for its continued operation on Channel 17, WEBR-CD cannot cause harmful interference to operations on Channel 16, as frequencies on that channel are utilized for public safety communication systems within New York City. The station has an agreement with the New York Metropolitan Advisory Committee or the NY, the NYMAC or the NYMAC. That requires any operation on Channel 17 to be reduced or ceased should any interference occur to the public safety operations. Any proposed modifications to the respective operations by either the, the, the NYMAC or Channel 17 must be made known to the other party, and responses from the other party must be included with such public filings. EBR-CD operates at significantly less wattage than its analog predecessor, it also operates with a stringent mask filter which reduces emissions, so the channel 17 signal will not exceed negative 123 dBms within the NYMAC assigned spectrum. Now, on March 20th, 2012, K Licensee Inc. agreed to sell WEBR-CD to OTA Broadcasting, a company controlled by Michael Dell's or Michael Dell's MSD Capital, for 6.6 million. April 30, 2012, the license was officially transferred. The deal closed on June 15th of the same year, and prior to the transfer of ownership of OTA Broadcasting, the GCN format stayed the same for a couple of months before being taken off the air in 2013. With GCN moving to subchannel 17.3, another format was added, and it is currently airing infomercials. Later in 2013, it switched to the Universal Affiliates Network, which airs movies, local programming, religious programming, and mostly infomercials during the day. Then in 2015, WEBR moved to Digital Channel 49 for the first time in 32 years. In the Federal Communications Commission Incentive Auction, WEBR-CD sold its spectrum for $72,817,599 and indicated that it would enter into a post-auction channel sharing agreement. October 30th of 2017, the station entered into a channel sharing agreement with NET, Channel 13. Concurrently, OTA Broadcasting agreed to donate the WEBR license to WNET. The donation was completed on December 22nd of 2017. The next day, EBR-CD was taken off the air while NET prepared to move the share transmitter to the World Trade Center. The call letters were changed to WNCT-CD on March 15, 2018 and to WNDT-CD on March 22nd. November of 2018, WNDT-CD returned on its new Channel 13 as a non-commercial network affiliate of Megahertz Worldview. Now, WNDT currently is seen on its virtual channel 14, and now in addition to multi-ethnic programming, it also simulcasts NJTV News along with the daily public affairs program Metro Focus. Local programming children's shows air on Saturday afternoons from WNET, 
After Megahertz Networks announced in January that Megahertz Worldview will cease operations by March 1st of 2020 in favor of digital streaming, WNET switched its programming to First Nations Experience. Then in late November 2009, WEBR added MBC-D after Newton, New Jersey-based WMBC-TV dropped it in favor of a new network, CGN, a Korean Christian network that was later moved to 63.2 and is now a Sinovision English affiliate. A couple of weeks later, New York Radio Korea, an oral service, was added on 17-4. Effective March 1, 2011, MBC-D programming was discontinued on 17-2. Replacing it is a slide reading... KTV 17.2 with audio from New York Radio Korea. The same as is carried on 17-4, albeit slightly louder. The PSIP information still identifies 17-2 as MBCD. Now, in summer of 2011, a fourth channel, 17-3, was added as C or GCN, replacing primary channel 17.1 as infomercials. However, as of January, the entire GCN programming was removed, leaving only two subchannels blank without audio. The KTV slide was discontinued with the KRB audio remaining. The same oral programming is replicated on 17.4, and as of mid-2013, subchannels were removed, leaving only the main channel 17.1. Earlier that year, GCN programming returned to channel 17.3, following the donation of WNET, UAN, and GCN subchannel programming that was replaced with its current affiliate, Megahertz Worldview. Originally, all arts were supposed to air on WNDT-CD in late January, but it was picked up by WLIW as a four-channel. And finally, in August of 2009, the station flash-cut to its present low-power DTV signal and the call sign suffix was changed to CD, reflecting the station's Class A status using digital transmission. And there you have it, folks. Channel 14, WNDT-CD. There you have it, friends. The look and the history of this interesting ghost channel <laughs> that kind of graced us with its presence. Fantastic. Great history, too. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm not one to usually promote websites, but on this particular time, since a lot of people have used YouTube, and I, of course, use it myself, I found another website that I thought think you might like. It's called u42.com. That's Y-O-U-42.com. Now, what it is is basically it's like YouTube, but in this case, you can not only upload videos, you can do audios, you can, like this program, you can do photos, music, um, podcasts, uh, anything your heart desires that um, you basically can t- can put content on, you can be monetized within three published uh, of anything. You set up your wallet with your bank account, 
and you start getting paid. No matter how many subscribers or how, how many followers, your content is out there making money, and you get the money as soon as you possibly can. You don't have to have a 1,000 subscribers. You don't have to have 4,000 watch hours. You're not restricted on the limits of your content, and that's fantastic. Now, it's safe to say we can st we're still going to use YouTube to get the platform, of course. It's good to be on so many social media platforms. You know, the Queens New Yorker, when we all started this whole thing back in 2015, some nine years ago, uh, we were on. We started it on Facebook with the group page. We've expanded our group pages to several different Queens group pages that we work with and that I post frequently this program and, of course, the legacy of Queens and the legacy of New York. So with that, those three shows that we do coming around the mountain here as she comes, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, uh, Instagram. I post a lot of pictures. I was on Twitter or now X, but I got rid of I got rid of X, so I'm gone from Twitter. Now I'm on YU42. I used to be on um, what's the one that uh, for you know before Spotify it was um can't think of it was for the djs and then they 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 had free for a long time and then they got rid of it because they forced you to buy uh a package oh christ i i'm i don't think it was i, it, I don't think oh um, gosh i'm not sure it's not anchor because anchor and spotify they're the same but i think it was on uh for um I'm not sure it was music something not sure I'll remember it, but we were, oh, no, we weren't even on Daily Motion. No, I can't remember. I can't remember, folks. I'll remember when, I, when I'm when i not thinking about it. <laughs> that's when I'll remember it. But anyways, that's the story of WNDT CD Channel 14. And next time on the program, when we come back, we'll be looking on Wednesday's edition. You know, Wednesday, we're going to have to do a special edition of uh, the program here. Um, so we're going to have to do it real quickly. We'll have to probably do it right after DMS 3000 news. Let me see if I can, uh, pull up the, the radio, the television stations here. I know I have it. Okay. We'll get it. We'll get it right here, folks. <laughs> uh, list of restaurants. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'll have to go back in and look for it. That would be uh, television, whoops, television stations, New York. There we go, and we'll type that into the New York State, and then we go by region here. No, that's not right. List of television stations by region, I think that might be it. Yeah, there we go. This is the one I have to highlight. And I got it started, and I still don't understand why I can't pull it up. Okay, so, so far, we have looked at 2, 4, 5, 7, 9, 11, 13, and 14. And now, Wednesday, when we come back, we're going to look at another channel that I didn't know existed. Probably came in later on in the program. But we're going to be looking at WVVH-CD. It's a virtual and UHF digital channel 18 class action television station. Licensed to Southampton, New York. The station is owned by Greg and Ernie Schmizzy. Schmizzy, yes. Doing business as Video Voice Inc. 
and runs programming from YTA-TV and Outside TV. The station studios are located in East Hampton, New York, and its transmitter is located in Sag Harbor, New York. So founded in 1983, it's the, known, it's, a, it's signed on as an affiliate of Channel America in 1988. So it's still a young channel, but we're going to look at this one on the next edition of the Queen's New Yorker, which will be the 260th episode. Whoa! Fantastic. Well, that's going to do it for us today on this edition of the Queen's New Yorker. Thank you so much for all that you do. We hope that you uh, are enjoying the, the, the run here in our night season. Of course, we hope you're enjoying the YouTube channel as well because it's all, you know, pretty much coming to you and, and doing its thing. So... We just hope to continue to go on and get ready for our 10th season, which will be this September, because you know we take the summer off. So I'll see you on Wednesday for the 260th episode. From all of us here at WJDC Studios in beautiful Vito, Florida, I'm Jason Ecanio. Remember, be honest, be real, and keep it simple, stupid kiss. On the Queens, New Yorker, have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been watching The Queen's New Yorker. This is Jason Kelly on a Jason DeCanio internet presentation. Thank you for your support.